Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back here on the first team. I am Joe DeLeon. Joining me as always, former NFL and college QB founder of the Sims Complete QB, that being Matt Sims. Also, as always with us, Irish breakdown recruiting analyst Ryan Roberts. Today, we've got three more top performers that we're going to be discussing. It's a wide receiver heavy show. Ryan's upset because we had a poor slate of games, but it doesn't mean that we don't have three really talented performers. What, Ryan? Go ahead. Say your piece. It's it's not a wide receiver heavy show. It's a wide receiver only show. Okay? Get the terminology correct. What's the difference? The three wide receivers... (laughs) The three wide receivers that we're talking about on today's show, though, that being Malik Neighbors, Ryan's favorite from LSU, who put up a stupid total. We're also going to talk about Luther Burden from Missouri, who's a bit of a younger face that we're throwing into the mix. And then a name that I don't think is getting really any love until this past weekend, Torrey Horton from Colorado State. All three of those guys coming up. I want to start us off here with Malik Neighbors. Uh, Mississippi State has been off to a little bit of a rough start since... Uh, Zach Arnett has taken over this team. There was a little bit of a hope that maybe they'd come out swinging against LSU. And well, Malik Neighbors and Jane Daniels had other plans. Malik Neighbors in this game was unguardable. Finished with 13 receptions, 239 yards, and two touchdowns. Ryan and I were both very high on him in summer scouting. I was high enough to put him in my, I think he was my third or fourth receiver off the top of my head. See him as a first-round prospect. Does a lot of things similar to kind of what you know Dell can do. Really good player, and I think can have a very early impact. I want to toss it to Ryan here first because I know he just is so excited to talk about Malik Neighbors. What do you think? Why are you assuming that I am not excited to talk about Malik Neighbors? I have my fifth ranked wide te- receiver. The text message said down. said otherwise. That's all. That's you know. Oh no, no, it wasn't even about Malik Neighbors. I never got a chance to text you guys back because I was actually traveling back from South oh. Bend to uh new jersey but i don't know why that didn't, okay. happens. didn't have I mean, time for us joe that's what he's saying yeah Jeez. that's I mean, really starting to make sense it's, it's, it's frowned upon to text and drive at the same time so it's not you're right you're right but you didn't go thing. from you didn't go from south bench to new jersey without stopping once okay so don't act like oh, you went all the oh. way through and and a half okay. straight through brother straight through now let's be honest if someone's crazy enough to do that it's ryan a bit uh malik neighbors joe uh, had a tremendous week, obviously. Mississippi State, it, to your point, very different football team that we saw under Mike Leach. It was an offensive heavy team early on, started to develop some good defense the last couple years before his unfortunate passing. Zach Garnett, former defensive coordinator, now takes over the ship. They are now running the football offensively, and defensively they've kind of taken a step back so far this season. When you lose the corners that they've lost over the last couple years, which has been two very good ones, including a first-round pick this past year, figuring out the next in line at defensive back can be a little bit difficult to just kind of reload consistently when you're Mississippi State. Like We're not talking about a LSU or Georgia or Alabama, for instance, right? Like There's a little bit more development that needs to happen for a young man at Mississippi State, all due respect. But they went into a situation where they were playing one of the best receivers in college football. Malik Neighbors, despite being six foot, 190 pounds, he is a very well-rounded wide receiver. He's got really nice speed and explosiveness to, to work vertically, but he can also work after the catch. And my favorite part about his game, which was highlighted in this game a little bit, was that he is a really good player at the catch point and winning through contact, which is an uncommon thing for a guy his size, which I think is why you mentioned Odell Beckham Jr. as a guy that he kind of plays a little bit like because Odell Beckham Jr. was pretty much the same size, 
But Odell would just be able to make some of these throws, uh, some of these catches, excuse me, down the field, working through contact that were just incredibly uncommon for a guy his size. So if you didn't know who Malik Neighbors was, who you should have, because he had over 1,000 yards last year and averaged like 20 yards a catch, he's a really good player back in 2022. 2023 version is also very good, and he got off to obviously a little bit of a slow start the first couple games, you know, playing against Florida State, playing against Grambling, but he has a coming out party against Mississippi State on Saturday. So my turn now? No, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just I wanted to make sure. I didn't want to, you know, step on your toes, Joe. Um, I, I was very impressed with Malik Neighbors and, and his performance. Obviously, the stats speak, you know, to that performance and how impressive it was. What I love to see about it and, and what my favorite aspects of this performance was he did everything it, that you could possibly do in the LSU offense. The first touch of the football was a little shovel pass behind the line of scrimmage for a short little five or six yard gain. Great. Get him integrated in the game. Got the, got his hands on the ball, right? Then we see boundary one-on-ones, hitches, stops, simple slants, things like that. Then we see the screen game. Then we see the short over-the-middle intermediate passing on shallow crosses and things like that. What he did a great job of catching and getting vertical immediately. The thing that was really impressive is then as we continue to see the growth of Jaden Daniels and his comfort, his ability to get comfortable in the game, we then saw the explosive passing stuff. We saw a deep corner for a big explosive play where he's wide open on the play. We saw him beat man coverage on multiple occasions in this game. Two of them were highlighted on his two, his two touchdown catches. One was on a fourth and seven situation, did a great job beating man coverage. Jaden Daniels delivered a beautiful football over the shoulder, and you could just see that separation versus man And the highlight really of it was the last go route towards the beginning of the fourth quarter. The game was already well in hand. It was a long third and seven. They run a go route with him, one-on-one coverage down the right sideline. He is very well covered. Jaden Daniels throws a beautiful football over the shoulder. But what I love the most about it is Malik Neighbors' patience as Mm. he was catching the football. He slightly slows down. He keeps the defender on his back shoulder and then just very calmly sticks his hands out as late as humanly possible as the football drops in the bucket. So we got to see a really well-rounded football player that has NFL-like qualities to him in his game. And I love the fact that he can show versatility on the outside, one-on-one outside the numbers, in the screen game, over the middle, and be tough uh, running you know, into the teeth of the defense. So overall, just a very impressive performance by the league neighbors and credit to the offensive coordinator and the staff for getting him involved early in that football game. Yo, you know who he actually reminds me a little bit of? Because I know I think the Odell Beckham comp is going to happen just because of the LSU ties, right? But I actually think that he plays, and he's slightly bigger than Tyler Lockett, but I see a little bit of Tyler Lockett in that game in the sense that you would expect Tyler Lockett to be just a vertically oriented player that wins down the field with speed because he was incredibly fast coming out of Kansas State. Right. But the thing that is different about him to what Matt just highlighted on that last vertical shot was that he has an uncanny ability to fight through contact and win down the football field, position right. his body, and be able to make some contested plays even if it's not necessarily in the air. That's the weirdest thing about Tyler Lockett is that he'll make some of these vertically oriented throws where it's like he's not wide open, but he understands if I lean back a little bit and use my body against their body, if I understand how which shoulder to attack as far as attacking leverage, if I understand how to have late hands as a pass catcher and to kind of just 
be able to shield, but also kind of mold yourself to where the ball's going. It's just an uncanny ability, which I think is my probably my favorite thing about Malik Neighbors. Again, like we're gonna we're gonna marvel at some of the athletic testing, I think, because I think he's gonna run really fast. I think he's an explosive kid. But I think that the nuance of playing the position and understand positioning down the football field is what he really separates him, in my opinion. Great point. It, neighbors overall, though, I think that, you know, you guys both broke him down really well, is that you see this smaller, slimmer, wide receiver who can be your go-to all-around option. He's somebody that you can trust on a third and long when you need to pick up those yards. I think that what has hindered LSU to this point is an inability to get him as involved as he could be in the first two weeks. Like his production against Florida State was was disappointing. And maybe that's some credit to Florida State in scheming him out of that offense. But when you have him at full effect, and this is the polar opposite of the Florida State performance because this isn't a 100-yard game. This is a 239-yard game Mm -hmm. where he had almost 200 yards at halftime. When you can get him involved and he's playing at the level he's capable of, that LSU offense is dangerous, and they're going to need him down the stretch if they're going to want to take advantage of what is, as we've said on the show, a weak year for the SEC. It is, however, a really strong year, I think, for discovering some of these explosive younger athletes in the SEC. It might be a down year because all of the older experienced guys left, but it seems like there's a really good crop of freshmen and sophomores that are going to help them get ready for the future to be really freaking dominant. One of those guys that I hadn't really paid much attention to until my eyes were opened when I watched this Kansas State-Missouri game. Luther Burden, man, I, I, like, I'm going to go as far as to say this. Some people don't like that I've said um, you know, it, it wasn't so much on Brady Cook's performance and you know, maybe directing uh, attention away from other guys on that Missouri team for their win. I put all the focus on the fact that Luther Burden played the way that he did. They won that football game because of Luther Burden, how open he got on that first touchdown he caught. The second one where he took a screen pass to the house, he weaved in and out of those defenders. Luther Burden is really freaking exciting. I don't know if this is the best comp, and I'm sure that Ryan might roll his eyes because he doesn't like my comps, but I, I kind of get those like Rondell Moore type vibes where far and away the best guy in the receiving room, you find ways to get him the football. He's on the smaller side, quick acceleration, zero to 100, and he could take any football to the house. I think that Missouri has so much potential offensively as long as this guy is in that receiver room. Matt, I want to send it to you first here. What do you what do you think from from Burden in the way that he played against Kansas State? Yeah, very similar again to, to what we mentioned earlier with Malik. And I think it's just a, a credit to Missouri of getting him, you know, the football in multiple situations. You're exactly right. The screen game is the one that I think is like the most exciting one to be, you know, as far as a Missouri Tiger fan goes. Because we saw, you know, the ability to catch the football at the line of scrimmage to weave, make people miss, to read blocks, to avoid, change direction, and then continue to accelerate right for that touchdown. The post route, bad defense, but man, was he flying, right? And that's the other exciting thing too. The ability to press defenses vertically with speed, and and he did it, it seems like, relatively easy. I mean, it just seems like this guy covers ground very, very easily. And despite being maybe on the smaller side, like Malik Neighbors, I think both of these guys are like really just extremely just they're jacked. They're jacked Mm. and in shape. And you can see it like when you see them on the field, dudes are rocked up, you know, like they don't look like us. They got traps and arms and shoulders, you know, like you could just see like the dude is built and he is built for speed and for the ability to run after the catch. 
And, and I'm curious to see kind of how Missouri continues to tap into the ability to find him ways to get him the football. Because you alluded to it earlier, the Malik neighbors, his issue really was the fact that, you know, hey, Florida State was a really football team. Couldn't get him acclimated into the game the way that they normally would because of just the pressure of the moment. Missouri finding their way on offense finally showed signs of the ability of being a home run hitter with Luther Burden. And it's really exciting that this young football player has a lot of really good football in his future. Well, Luther Burden was the highest recruit of anybody on this list today. He was a former five-star recruit. So I don't think anybody's wow. I don't think he's I don't think anybody's terribly surprised that Luther Burden is turning into a great football player. Former five-star, obviously he's from the state of Missouri. Decided to stay in the state of Missouri to play his football. Joe, I don't hate the Rondell Moore comp. Obviously, he's quite a bit bigger than Rondell. I mean, Rondell it's a win was for Joe. Not a way. Yeah, sure, sure. Rondell was what five five eight and one hundred and seventy something pounds. He was just kind of like a mighty yeah. mouse type of player. Yeah. This Luther Burden's more in the five ten, five eleven, two hundred five, two ten. I would actually maybe compare him a little bit more body type wise to Golden Tate as far as kind like of that, that player after hmm. catch. Because that's what he does best right now. I think that there are, there are a lot of signs of great growth as a wide receiver. Uh, to your point, Matt, like I think that they, he shows the ability to use his speed to win vertically, to extend. I think he has upside as a route runner. But I don't think he's a finished product in that regard yet. Right now, what he does best, kid's a stupid athlete. Like He's the best athlete just about any time he gets the football in space. And that athleticism is what really translates to me. It's the after-catch stuff. It's the stuff when a cornerback feels like they're in solid position and then all of a sudden he just is able to accelerate at the top of a route and create instant separation. Like He does mm. those things because despite being a little bit of a stockier build, that kid is crazy explosive, super quick. He's this dynamic after-catch player that the NFL is absolutely going crazy for nowadays. Make sure you check out Bet Online for all of your sports betting needs. For anything that I do betting related, I go on over to betonline.ag and I use promo code BELIEVE50. Bet Online has all of the latest updated odds for the NFL and college football seasons. Anything you need, whether it's futures, live in game betting, no matter what, your football betting needs are met at Bet Online. And again, make sure you use that promo code BELIEVE50, B L E A V. Five zero to get a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Right. Yeah. Exactly. See, like that's the really good point here is not only are we seeing a guy start to ascend, is that he fits this prototype that we're starting to get more and more focused on. And like, it, it's funny. I was thinking about this the other day. How if you pull up and look at the Miami Dolphins just roster construction, that none of those guys are big. That. The the biggest guy in that weapon room, if you want to call it, is Durham Smythe, and they basically just use him as a blocker. They 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 got rid of Gasecki and they use him primarily as a blocker. And you look at Tyree Kill, Jaden Waddle, um, you also or Jalen Waddle rather. You also look at like Raheem Mostert, uh, Devon A. Chain. All of those guys are on the smaller, leaner side, and I think that. As we but start to fast see- as hell, that's the difference. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. right, that's what yeah. I'm getting at. Is that as we start right. to move forward and Miami continues to have success, everyone's going to start copying that. That is going to be one of the new molds for for roster building. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, 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 it's definitely going to be an approach for sure. I, but I still think that you got to give like a slight edge to just a, a quick breakdown of like some of the other teams right in the NFL yeah. that are going to make a Super Bowl run. 
you know, the 49ers, they have a little bit of everything. They have the speed. They also have the size and the physicality aspect and the great running ability too, and the great route running ability. Same thing with the Eagles. So they have that speed. They have that change of direction. They have that size and physicality and A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, you know, and then of course just Jalen and the running backs and how they play. So, you know, it's always better to have, I think, a little bit of a mixed bag at your disposal when you're being aggressive as an offense because, you know, uh, certain games will ask of, of certain abilities or attributes to kind of get you the win. And we'll see how that plays out for the Dolphins and their lack of size mm-hmm. and whether or not that'll be a detriment, you know, later on in uh, in the fall. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're steering into the space game fully. I, I remember, because I, I think you make a great point, Matt, is that you don't always want the same exact type of player because it's easier to take away, right, if that's kind of the emphasis. I remember when the then St. Louis Rams, who had won the Super Bowl in the 99-2000 season, it was the 2002-2000 sorry, it was the 2001 season. They played the Super Bowl in 2002. The If you remember that game, the New England Patriots came in and – the Rams had the same type of receiver all over the board. It was Isaac Bruce, six foot one ninety. It was Tory Holt, six foot one ninety. It was Isaac Keem, 5'11", 185. And Ty Law and those dudes were like, I'm going to be super physical with you, and you are not going to get right. off the line of scrimmage. And they didn't have any answer for that, which is why that football game came down to the last minute, despite the Rams being the more talented football team than the New England Patriots in their first Super Bowl. So I think it might be an interesting just conversation or data point to see mm-hmm. – how Miami reacts in those bigger moments when they're like, you know, we're not just going to allow you to create the space game. We're going to make things a little bit more difficult for you. But they are completely steering into the Kyle Shanahan way of thinking. And the prototype for Mike McDaniel is let's find all these quick, elusive speed players in space. We don't care as much about the size profile as maybe what Kyle Shanahan does with still having guys like Jawan Jennings at 6'4", 210 pounds, or Debo Samuel at 5'11", 215. But it is really kind of an interesting – I think it's going to be really interesting to see if Miami Dolphins are able to win with this formula because then people will start emulating it, right? Mm -hmm. If they don't win with that formula, then teams are going to say, that's really cool and everything, but we still need to find the more well-rounded type of roster and skill sets to be able to kind of work off of one another. Right. Speaking of a guy that's a little bit of a uh, polar opposite of Luther Burton and even Malik Neighbors, uh, Tory Horton from Colorado State took advantage of all the eyeballs that were on that Colorado Colorado State game. You have guys like Jim Nagy and um, oh my God, who's the East West Shrine game? Um, Galco, 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 Galco. Yeah. I, I for some yeah. reason I was thinking of Mike Elko, the the Duke head coach. Uh, <laughs> Mike Galco was also tweeting about him. Tory Horton is a very strong physical player. He showed to us with the 16 receptions, 133 yards, and a touchdown that he had in this game against some pretty good defensive backs on Colorado. Like this isn't, you know, a slouch team in their secondary. They're pretty well rounded in that in that secondary. That's going to be probably the best secondary he sees all season. He showed us some pretty amazing body control. There was that one play where I think it was called an incomplete and it should not have been called an incomplete catch. It was very, very close where he contorted his body, kept as close to the line of scrimmage, or sorry, to the sideline as possible, and came down with that football. I don't know if you guys know the play that I'm talking about. Yes, sir. But I think that Torrey Horton, being a smaller school guy, is going to be one of the maybe potential risers throughout this process to be 
that later day two, day three-ish player that maybe could develop into a contributing guy in the NFL. Matt, when you watch Torrey Horton, what were some of the things that you noticed? I think you see a player that has great just football IQ, great awareness, great feel for the game on where he is and where defenders are around him. You don't really see maybe the same acceleration or burst that maybe you see from neighbors or or someone like Burden in this group that we're discussing today. But you do see a a guy that is, I think, a very slick football player that knows Mm. how to make the first person miss consistently. And that was really the biggest takeaway, I thought. He caught every football that was thrown to him, which was awesome because he had 16 receptions on the day. He caught every shallow cross, it seemed like, at the line of scrimmage, but seemed to get about five or six yards with every single catch because as soon as the defender would close in on him, he was able to change directions, even though being kind of a taller, longer body type, and still get vertical for those tough yards. So I see someone that has great just football instincts, reliable, great hands, which is something you can never have enough of on an NFL roster. And then, you know, the ability to be a slick, you know, runner of the football right after the catch, right? And I think those are just fantastic attributes for a young man to have looking to go to that next level in the NFL because those are things that when you get to that third, fourth, fifth receiver on the depth chart without also being a a part of the special teams aspect in some degree, being reliable is the other aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And this guy shows that he is a reliable pass catcher consistently. Well, why why are Jim Nagy and Eric Delco tweeting about him, Joe? It's because he's a senior and he plays with a lot of (laughs) instinctual backgrounds, right? A lot of nuance (laughs) to his game. He's been there, done that. You could see it. He was actually at the University of Nevada before Colorado State because he was with Jay Norvell originally. So he played with like the Carson Strong era of Nevada football. And that was over Colorado State trying to turn that thing around. But Matt, I I think you hit nail on the head, man. He is 6'2", 190 pounds. He's deceptive. I wouldn't call him incredibly fast, but he's deceptive and he's slippery as a football player. And he's got incredible hands and understanding of where he is on the football field at all times. Gives me a lot of Marvin Jones vibes in the NFL now. Where Marvin like Jones, like Marvin Jones wasn't incredibly fast. He wasn't incredibly twitched up, but Marvin Jones was smooth, slippery, and caught everything that came his way, which is why he has found a knack in the NFL, even when he's not the a top two receiver on his team. He's still a top three to four receiver on this football team because he is dependable. You can you can depend on when the ball goes to Marvin Jones, he's going to make the catch. When Torrey Horton gets the ball thrown his way, he's going to make the catch, whether it is working down the field through contact, whether it is along the sideline. I think he's got a great understanding of how to work the sideline especially and be able to finish, and he has pretty long arms. He has a good catch radius. So I just think he's solid, super solid. But I think that you can tell based upon his stat line. I mean, what did he average, like eight or nine yards a catch, right? Like he's not the super explosive dude. He's not going to create a bunch of big plays. He's going to create the plays that are there for him, and he's going to be a dependable target. That's what I see. And, Joe, I love how you slipped him on the list because I know you just had their their wide receiver coach on the podcast a couple times. So it makes sense you're throwing a little bit of (laughs) – What? Okay, come on, Good for you. Everybody You're the host. Was, you can do whatever the hell you want, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do, Ryan. No, uh, in all seriousness, though, I, I had kind of started to become more and more privy to him because Chad Savage, the wide receivers coach, uh, has come on one of my other shows uh, twice now. And we always ask him about Torrey Horton because we kind of knew that he was a good football player. And I think that mm-hmm. now it's fun knowing that the rest of the football world was able to see who he is as a player. 
before we wrap, I kind of want to throw out there. I, I mean, I would even kind of say he kind of gives those like Dennis Rodman, Draymond Green type vibes where not like, hear me out where he's like just scrapping for the football, getting the football, picking up the dirty yards rather than the sexy ones like Malik Neighbors or Luther Burden are going to do. He's just taking what maybe isn't there and using his body control, um, his his positioning to come down with those catches. So I and, think that, and- that maybe. Go ahead. You're right. I think that's why he's running those low, shallow cross routes for that that offense consistently in the situation because they know, all right, if so and so doesn't get open, Horton is going to catch the football. Throw it to Damn him. Right. You know, so it, it's great <laughs> that they they can lean on that way. So he's going to get a lot of reps and some good film for the NFL teams. He's the goon Actually, that can't score. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Shut up, at Joe DeLeo and at Sanderson Radio or whoa. At Simpson at Rise and Draft. You're distracting me, Ryan. I'm blaming you for that. No, I'm just kidding. All love here. Enjoy the rest of your week, folks. We'll be back. Toodles. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.